in a world where Mondays are taken over by a machine. Welcome to Machine Mondays. Hello, 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 Machiniacs and Shmodown fans, and welcome to another episode of Machine Mondays. I'm Janine the Machine, and first off, as usual, I gotta give a huge thank you to David B for creating this awesome track for me, the official machine theme. Thank you so much, David B, and if you want to check him out, you can find him at David B Music 21 on Twitter. Also gotta give a huge thank you to Kevin the Smasher Smets for that awesome voice intro. I love it so much. And if you want to say hey to Kevin, send him some love, check out his awesome Star Wars Kotor movie. You can find all of that at his Twitter at Kev Smets. But let's get into today's episode. Definitely a lot to discuss. We had some great tournament matches. My faction mate played a hell of a game for his first rookie live match. And history was made in a big championship match. I do have a lot of feelings about all of that. So uh, let's just get right into it. So first off, we have Adam Collins versus Peggy Gubbins. And just like I've mentioned before, really loving this, you know, high seed, low seed matchup. Uh, because you kind of just go into this like wondering if a rookie is just going to pull off the big upset you know, against these established players. Uh, So it makes it kind of more exciting to see what's going to happen. Uh, That didn't quite happen here today, but Peggy really held her own against a player like Collins. He goes perfect. Um, She misses two, so it is eight to six going into that second round. Adam chooses to stick with Harrison Ford. He ends up sweeping, but he does have to check to multiple choice on the second question. Uh, Peggy, she spins away from Natalie Portman and ends up with new releases. She does navigate it pretty well, though. She gets the first on multiple choice correct, the second correct, the third correct on multiple choice, and um, does miss the fourth on multiple choice, and Adam does pick up that one-point steal. So it is 17 to 10, Adam leading going into that final round. Um, So Peggy does have some work to put up uh, in this final round. She does get her two, but there is a bit of a tricky situation that happens. It's in thrillers. She ends up thinking of, she she knows the answer, but she ends up just kind of blurting out fatal uh, attraction instead of base, basic instinct. But she catches herself right away. Um, PJ and Mark don't rule on it at that moment. She does kind of course correct. And then Mark does give her the option to say the final answer um, as he knows, she knows it and neither of them have ruled and it's still in the time frame of her answering the question. So he does give her that option. She takes it and says, basic instinct, final answer. And Mark does accept it on that grounds. And they kind of wait out to see if Shannon and Adam are going to challenge, which they do. And they bring up the point that um, while something like this has happened before, it wasn't the same circumstances. Um, and there was no kind of official rule about final answer situations. Uh, so there shouldn't be a precedent set for that. Since it's not a, a similar situation, um, she did say the wrong thing before she corrected herself. So that was kind of the the argument. Um, so they do deliberate and Mark kind of sticks to his original thought process that, you know, she did course correct herself. She did catch herself in the time frame. Nobody led her or said anything that would lead her to that answer. It was clear that she knew it. 
and she did get it in in the time frame. She didn't say final answer after uh, Fatal Attraction. She did catch herself immediately with that kind of distinction. Mark off uh, awards her the points and throws out the corruption challenge. So she does get those two points. We move on to her three in romance, which she does end up missing. So it's her five just to tie it to at least avoid the TKO and family films. And y'all did her dirty. You didn't even give her a Jack Albertson in this one. Peter Ostrom, this was literally his only movie. And then he like stopped acting and now is like a large animal vet. Like you did not give her at least Jack Albertson because not a lot of people know who Jack Albertson is. Like, I don't think they're going to know, hey, Jack Albertson is Grandpa Joe. You could have at least given her Grandpa Joe. But, you know, that made it a tough five. I'm so just bad that I didn't get that five. I loved that question. I thought it was great. And I would have, you know, been a smart ass about it and done my little mic drop of, uh, <laughs> oh, you didn't give me Jack Albertson. Willy Wonka and the Taco Factory. Because um, I absolutely love that movie. So great question. Really kind of tricky um, with the names that they gave. But she does miss it, and uh, Adam does win by TKO. So really interesting to see Adam move forward. I just kind of love a tournament season, especially, you know, being in a position of making it through my first round of a tournament for the first time, really kind of just studying up on these competitors. And now that I'm watching these matches, from that perspective, I'm really just kind of really looking at everything and kind of just thinking about, you know, I I could potentially face them. Like that would be interesting. And this is how they played and this is what they did. So this is all just kind of extra studying for me, just kind of watching these competitors and what they do and thinking about potentially facing them because there are so many people in this tournament that I've never played. So it's fun to kind of think about and kind of look at the standings and look who's moving forward and just kind of thinking about who I could potentially play at some point. So yeah, like if, if I make it through, I could potentially play Adam Collins uh, and not in, in uh, teams in singles one-on-one. So that, that would definitely be an interesting match to see. So uh, yeah, Peggy uh, definitely held her own, Uh, She played great against a really strong competitor. So really impressed with her. I really love Peggy. I love her story. And I hope this isn't, you know, the end for her in the Schmodown. I hope, you know, I think this is kind of her end this season, but I would love to see her come back next season. And depending on how things go, would love to see her uh, play more because I think she's really great. Then we move on to Alonzo, Duraldi and the Barbarian. I feel like we haven't seen these two competitors in a while really, really great players and a really interesting matchup. Uh, So it is seven to six. The Barbarian leads uh, going into the second round. Taylor Robinson is stepping in as manager. Uh, He does end up spinning wrestlers in film and he sticks with it. Um, But he does actually do pretty shaky for a category that he like kind of solidly stayed on. He gets the first question correct, misses the second, uh, no steal uh, and gets the third and fourth on multiple choice. Um, Alonzo gets crime, but spins away and ends up getting Tom Hanks. Um, he misses the first question and Barbarian picks up a huge steal. It's just a really disappointing steal because he knew the answer. Alonzo knew the answer, but he just said the title kind of backwards. So then the Barbarian saying the correct answer and it's like so close was just a tough two point miss for him. Uh, he ends up getting the second and third 
correct and the fourth correct on multiple choice. So he definitely navigated well also. So it's 13 to 11, Barbarian still leading. Alonzo gets his two again in Tom Hanks, but he misses it. Uh, gets his three in Oscars correct, bouncing it back to the Barbarian who gets his two in scores and soundtracks correct. So it's on Alonzo to get that five in 2010s, but he misses giving the Barbarian the win. So again, another competitor I've never faced one-on-one. So uh, definitely, you know, taking things down and, you know, he picked something it seemed that he maybe put on the wheel uh, for his round two and really had quite a shaky round two. So definitely something to kind of just put in uh, in the folder, in the file <laughs> of information. But yeah, a really, really interesting match. Then a match I was super excited for, uh, my amazing faction mate, Jacoby Bancroft, playing live against Brendan the Kid Meyer. Another kind of high seed, low seed situation, but you know, my boy Jacoby is amazing. Uh, I've seen the work he's been putting in and, uh, this was going to be a really tough one for him and his rookie match live, that kind of atmosphere for the first time. But like, that did not seem to face him at all. He still was his great positive self. He had amazing energy. He was very excited. Great Hawaiian shirt. I just, just love his infectious energy. And I was like, he was really getting me like hyped up. Like I was clapping and cheering. Like I know how the match ended before I watched it, but I was still kind of really into it and really excited. And he, you know, for all intents and purposes, he outplayed Brendan for the bulk of that match. Um, so they do tie seven to seven. Uh, going into the second round, Jacoby goes first. He spins away from thrillers and ends up getting spinner's choice and picking Robert Rodriguez. He sweeps and goes perfect. Uh, Brendan gets thrillers and he ends up getting the first three correct, but misses the last. And Jacoby picks up a huge two point steal, 17 to 13. Jacoby having a big four point lead going into that final round. So proud of my boy. Uh, Brendan, he gets his two in family films correct. His three in fantasy sci fi correct, bouncing it back to Jacoby. Gets his two in new releases correct. Uh, On to Brendan for the five in Brad Pitt, which he nails. And then Jacoby misses the three in thrillers and then gets a really tough five in comic book movies, like a steel question, definitely a five pointer. Um, So um, nothing to hang your head about. And Jacoby would never hang his head because he has the best attitude of anybody I know. Um, Just great energy. He was so much fun to watch live. And yeah, definitely just a tough loss because he played great. A four point lead going to the final round against a player like Brendan Meyer is amazing. But this just puts people on notice, should put Brendan on notice of what to look out for. Um, potentially if my boys, when my boys of chaos theory mow through this team's tournament. So yeah, I definitely think this was a great showing to, uh, prove that chaos theory is a really great team to put into this tournament. I mean, Nick Harley was the FCL champion before he got called up to the stars and just this amazing showing from Jacoby, I think should put people's doubts to rest. If they have any about chaos theory going in over, um, you know, the odd otter couple and all of that stuff. So Jacoby is putting in the work. Nick is putting in the work and Jacoby proved in this match just how good he is. So yes, was really excited to see my boy play so well. Tough loss for the stars, but amazing attitude, of course, from my man Jacoby and uh, 
Great, great gameplay. So proud of him. And now we move on to the big, big history-making match, Marisol versus Ethan. I actually got to be there live for this. Uh, So I think I'm going to talk about this match a little bit fast and loose and um, not as structured as a normal breakdown. Because in all honesty, you know, I was in the moment for this match. I did write a couple of things down of things that happened. But for the most part, I kind of just want to just talk about the match basically from kind of what I remember and the little bit of what I took down. Honestly, it it was kind of hard to even think about going back and rewatching this match to get more detailed notes. Because yeah, there's a lot of kind of personal feelings I have uh, about this match and some highs and lows for me on a personal level, which just kind of gave me a mental block to go back and watch it again. And that's not a dig at anybody or anything. It's just literally just some personal feelings, which I will, I will elaborate because here on Machine Mondays, I'm open. I'm honest. I tell you guys how I feel about things um, from this behind the scenes machine perspective. So yeah, let's just go through the match and then we can discuss. (laughs) So Ethan does go perfect in the first round. Marisol misses two. Going into that second round, uh, Marisol goes for she spins Jimmy Stewart. Pretty clear that's what she put on the wheel. She sticks with it and ends up going perfect. Uh, Ethan spins away from Wizarding World, rightfully so. We've seen him kind of blunder in that category. And he ends up landing on his category, which I'm sure he put on was TMNT. Um, He gets all of them correct, except the last question, the turtle's first words which he does ask to elaborate but still somehow something fell through in the translation of the question and he does miss and marisol does pick up a huge two point steal on that um they go into the round three the betting round directors is what is spun and just another huge hit for ethan they both bet three ethan misses it she does get it correct so she gains some huge ground there Um, I believe at this point it is 19 to 15 Marisol leading going into the speed round. Um, So definitely was curious to see how this was going to go. You know, first live championship, first five round match, speed round, buzzers, all of those things. How is that going to play out? And Marisol did hold her own getting two questions uh, and not missing anything. Ethan, he got the first. Marisol got the second. Ethan got the third. And the fourth, Marisol got the last one. So 21 to 16, Marisol still having a sizable lead going into that final round. Uh, Ethan gets his two in Hanks correct, his three in Spy correct, and his five in Disney correct. Uh, Marisol gets her two in Musicals correct and then just needs her three for the win which she nails making her the new movie trivia schmodown singles champion the first female the first woman of color very proud moment i teared up for sure i was so proud of her um just well earned beautiful moment for the league beautiful moment for representation in the league and just so proud of her and she she really earned that i mean everything was kind of working in the favor of it going either way. I mean, Ethan got his strength. She got her strength. So just the fact that things worked out that way, it wasn't any kind of, I don't think anyone can dispute that it was luck or anything like that. Um, She fought hard, she played hard and she earned this win and just a really proud moment for her, a really proud moment for the league, um, really proud moment for me as somebody who has been, you know, fighting for representation and wanting to represent people of color well in this game was it was a really beautiful moment 
but for me personally, it was also a little bit heartbreaking for, for me uh, on the level of just that was ground that I have want, had wanted to break. Uh, that was something I had been working towards for, you know, the past four years uh, in this game. So to see somebody else do it while it was a, oh, such a proud moment, it was also a bit heartbreaking for me that it wasn't something that I I could do as something I was trying to do for so long. While yes, that was ground I wanted to break, I am so happy that it got broken. But yeah, it it, it did, you know, bring a tear of sadness to my eye seeing somebody live out a moment that I have been wanting for so long. And just not from even just a belt perspective. Of course, I've been working towards getting a belt and making all this work that I'm putting in worth it. But just doing something to represent people of color well and just really open that door and to kind of prove to that person I was when I started this, this person who was so scared of being embraced because I was a black female in a white male dominated space that I could do something like that. Um, so yeah, definitely lots of emotions kind of going into that. So much pride for Marisol and so much love and happiness for her. Um, but a little heartbreak for myself on that front. Um, so yeah, it, it was definitely a difficult match for me to watch. I did talk about that in past episodes, how just kind of seeing um, all the matches leading up to this one have been rough ones for me to watch, not just because of, you know, that being ground I wanted to break. Um, but also I was in that position to do that and it just didn't work out. So yeah, definitely, definitely tough on a personal level, but in the whole of the Schmodown, a really, a really amazing, beautiful thing. Um, and you know, we, we rarely, if ever root for corruption here on Machine Mondays. Um, but I think this was something that transcended factions. So a little emotional, but worth it, I think in the long run for what it means for the show. So yeah, <laughs> sorry, I got I got a little sappy there. That, that tends to happen uh, on the show from time to time. But well, I just want to be open and honest on this show about how I feel about things uh, uh, that happen on the show and how things make me feel. And this is the place to do that. So um, I hope you appreciate that and don't take it as me being, you know, egotistical. I mean, the show is named after me. It is my show, but I always want to kind of just be honest with how I'm feeling about things. And I feel like this is the place that I can do that. So yeah, thank you for, for listening to my uh, thoughts and another episode of Machine Mondays. I think I can call it there. There are some fun things coming up uh, just to get off of the <laughs> of my downer <laughs> that I just put you guys through. Um, I actually did a really fun AMA on the Schmodown subreddit. Uh, I got some really great questions from some Schmodown fans. So go and check that out to see my responses. If you ever had any questions about uh, how I was feeling about things, a lot of questions about teams people were asking me. Um, so yeah, definitely had a really fun time answering all of your questions. Uh, so yeah, if you want to go back and check that out, find it on the Schmodown subreddit. 
I also may be competing in something kind of fun coming up. So, so stay tuned for that. And I'm excited to find out who I'm facing in the second round of the tournament. Uh, will it be Paul Walter Hauser or Mike Kalinowski again? Mike Machine 3. Uh, I, I can't wait. I, I really need to know who I'm facing. Um, either way, I think I'm going to have my work cut out for me. But I am so up for the challenge. Uh, yeah, definitely some fun things ahead for the machine. So not going to wallow in my sadness. I'm going to just take pride in an amazing moments and this great direction that the Schmodown is taking and uh, just move forward and just continue to love this game and continue to do what I do. So uh, yeah. Lots of great things to look forward to. Lots more great matches. Tournament season, of course. We're getting into some round two matches. So it's all in good fun at this point. For the stars in particular, we are in last place. We're not looking for any prize money. We are not getting any prize money. We are just chilling and enjoying life, enjoying the game and doing our best. So um, yeah, that's the attitude I'm having. I am having the Jacoby attitude for the rest of the season. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, thank you guys again for listening to another episode of Machine Mondays and my insane ramblings. But of course, this isn't the only show you can find on the It's a Wonderful Podcast feed. Of course, we have Morgan Hasn't Seen every Wednesday, where I force Morgan to watch things he hasn't seen. All of this month, we are talking teacher movies, and this Wednesday, we'll be talking Little Monsters, uh, a really fun zombie uh, comedy film with Lupita Nyong'o. Uh, lots of fun. So check that out this Wednesday. And every Friday, we have the main show, It's a Wonderful Podcast, where we give love to classic films. Morgan is the constant host over there, but I switch off hosting duties every other week with Nolan Dean. So check that out on Friday, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we have you covered on the It's a Wonderful Podcast feed. So find it all places podcasts can be found. We also have the It's a Wonderful Podcast Patreon at It's Wonderful One Patreon.com. Some really fun tiers over there, bonus content, voting in polls monthly artwork, fun Sunday live streams with our patrons. So if you can and you would love to support us over there, find us at It's a Wonderful One on Patreon.com. We also have the It's a Wonderful Podcast YouTube channel. We're slowly growing it and, you know, trying to do more things over there. So if you want to be the first to know what's going on, uh, like, share, subscribe, hit the notification bell over there on the It's a Wonderful Podcast YouTube channel. Um, find the show at It's a Wonderful One on Twitter. Find me on Twitter at Janine Debean underscore Janine Debean on Instagram. And if you want to get any merch for any of our shows or check out any of my artwork, you can find all of that at my Tee Public shop at G9Design on TeePublic.com. So that'll do it, guys, for another episode of Machine Mondays. Thank you again for listening. Especially when I get all up in my feels. I appreciate it. <laughs> and until next time, guys, XO, XO, machine out.